What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to another edition of Deal Spotlight. This one is for all of you minerals junkies out there. We've had some great feedback on our first couple um, that we wanted to give the minerals guys a little taste of how the power of Combo Curve and Well Database can make your mineral transactions evaluation lightning quick. Um, and we also, in this one, get to use a little bit of a new feature from Combo Curve. It's been around for a little bit, but I think it's underutilized, the proximity forecast. Super excited about that one, Stu. Um, but we got a great episode coming up. So, I, you know, again, this is um, courtesy of our friends over at Well Database and Combo Curve, um, providing us the ability um, to get these, these deals spun around quickly. You know, quickly, we are going to be at NAEP. That's February 7th through 9th. We're going to have multiple booths lined up. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be evaluating. Evaluating some deals live. It'll be fun. We'll see if we can get a couple of these shot while we're there. Um, Stu and I are going to be doing a bunch of podcasts. Um, come by, see us, um, and, and it'll be a great time. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. I mean, that's where the deals are, Stu. It's where deals happen, but you know where deals happen is NAPE, but where uh, reach happens is Energy Newsbeat. Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that came out of a marketing textbook. I love it. <laughs> Just giving you a hard time. All right, guys, enough said. Let's get to the deal. All right, Stu. Well, let's dive in here quickly. Um, new template we're rolling out uh, as part of the deal spotlight. You can find this on our GitHub. Um, that's in the link below where I'm going to be start kind of pushing all of the resources that we use to do these because we want you guys to follow along and, and have an opportunity to build upon this, ask questions, find errors, all that jazz. So kind of the new base template we're going to work off is this. It's just a, a simple cash flow statement, but in a much more digestible format. And in my opinion, gives us the key things we're worried about. You know, obviously we're worried about our net streams. Obviously we're worried about kind of what that looks like on a daily basis. What's that net revenue look like? Cause you know, you know, it's, that it is important to know on a net revenue basis, what things are making, not just a, what in EBITDA or EBITDAX ratio, which is going to be kind of less all of your expenses and then CapEx and total net cash flow. We've also got some metrics down here. This is kind of a very simplified version of everything you're going to need to make and, 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 and help formulate a financial valuation decision. Specifically, as we're looking at minerals deals, and the um, it's this is going to give you everything you need to know. And quite frankly, this metrics table, specifically MPV 10 all the way through uh, next 72 months cash flow, is going to tell you exactly how much you should specifically theoretically spend on this asset. Now, remember, the IRR in this case, because there's no CapEx, is tied to zero. So we'll never actually get an IRR number. You can think of that as the acquisition price. So once we we, we toss our uh, our scenario in here, um, it'll it, 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 we can mess around with the IRR. But again, this is a simplified version of everything that we need to know to make a quick minerals evaluation. And um, you know, I, I love all my guys out there, Stu. We're going to go to EnergyNet. Um, you know, I love how my computer defaults to EnergyNewsBeat.com. Everybody's <laughs> website should do that. We'll, we'll have to go past the autocorrect and go to EnergyNet. Um, let's go ahead and log in here. Um, if you haven't already, um, you're going to need to create an account. We'll uh, block out um, our info so you can't do it, but you need to go ahead and uh, and log in here. We want to go to their property listings, specifically auction listings. What's that mean? Auction listing means you can kind of bid whatever you want. And, you know, 
Obviously, there's some game theory in there, but this is where you're going to find all of your 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 small market minerals deals, which is what we're after right now, because um, we want everybody to get in the game here. I mean, look, Stu, we've got twenty four thousand dollars. I mean, you're getting me wet right now. Thousand dollar minimum reserve, Stu. We should go buy those right now. Maybe we should do. Maybe we should actually live uh, bid on one of these uh, one of these days. Oh, but, absolutely. But I think for, for today, we're just going to go find one minerals deal here. I actually was looking last night. Um, I was hoping for, I found one with a couple horizontal wells, which would be easier to uh, find out. It's lot 114446, cattle minerals, um, seven well package um, in, uh, I don't even know that, I can't even pronounce it. It's got La Cava County, um, Texas. This is Eagleford. I haven't worked much Eagleford, to be honest with you, um, but we got seven horizontals operated by Baytex. Um, shout out to their ex-CEO, Ed LaFleur, Mines Econ guys. So I'm repping the Mines Econ shirt for everybody who's watching the video. Um, we got to stand together. There's few and far between. I mean, we're talking small monthly revenue, Stu. Um, November 2023, $2,900 net revenue. Okay. So, you know, yep. we're going to have to just figure out what they mean by net revenue. Is that net cash flow? What do they mean? Again, this is a minerals deal. So some things don't align, but you're looking about maybe three grand a month. Very interesting. You can see the, the production curve right here. So one thing that jumps out to me is you had some wells that were drilled back in 2015. You had a few wells come online in 2021, and then you obviously just had a few. You had some wells just come online because you've seen an increase in production. Clearly, that's you know from new wells being drilled. So the other question we're going to have to attempt to figure out is, are there any new wells that are going to be drilled on this acreage? If so, that's going to increase the value of these minerals significantly. So we're going to have to figure that out. We'll go ahead and dive into all of that. But specifically, what we want to do is go um, check out and figure out what these wells look like. So we've got, I mean, this is from small interest. Stu, you're talking, you know, 0.04%. These are decimals, so we're going to have to get them in the hundreds, but you're talking uh, some pretty small fractions of pennies, um, but we're going to go ahead and get the property info here. You got to go ahead and just download all this. Um, While you're doing that, I want to give a shout out to Chris uh, Atherton and uh, the CEO over there at EnergyNet. Good, good peoples. Love EnergyNet. We do love EnergyNet. All right, so we'll get the property info over here. We'll call, we'll call this the well list, um, and we'll take a look here. So we've got, as we said, seven horizontals. Uh, the seller's cattle minerals, it's, you know, um, you can see it's all in this Robin unit. And the, key, the reason why you want to look at the official descriptions is because this is going to tell us the underlying royalty acreage that we're actually purchasing here. We've got the API numbers, and then you've got before payout, after payout. Interest looks like it's the same, so we don't have to worry about reversion, um, but Again, our favorite company, Combo Curve, can actually um, handle reversion, but uh, we're going to be able to stick with it right now. But this gives us everything we need to know. It looks like it's just this Robin unit. Um, so if we go back to the uh, uh, the homepage here, it looked like I don't know if this is the actual unit. This is the offset activity map. So you know maybe what they're saying is, hey, maybe some wells might come in. So we're going to just value the minerals right now, and then we'll we'll worry about. Um, any you know, upside, maybe in a later video, but but let's go ahead and just quickly get um, a, a minerals valuation here. First thing we need to do is go to our favorite website, Well Database. Um, you know, looking forward. You know, we're also going to be doing these, Stu, while we're pulling these wells up. Can, you know, I, what I'm excited is to do some of this live deal valuation during NAEP. We're getting fired up. Oh. We are, and we're going to be evaluating live deals there, uh, lining up uh, some of them for you. And, uh, you know, the, hey, while, you're, while we're visiting on this, did some intelligent well pads 
uh, look like some in that area. I, I may even have the radio maps and intelligent web pad for those pads. It would be funny. I really? may so here we go. Um, yeah. Well, database, as always, is going to just easy copy paste API numbers in there. Uh, we've got seven wells. We'll just I always like to do a quick spot check. Um, makes it makes it good. Looks to we've already got it set up. We'll call this Caddo Minerals. Go ahead and finish. Love me some well database. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you, they make you know what's fun is my interview with John, the CEO of there. Yeah, talk about that interview. Let's hype that up a little bit. What did you guys talk about as we're getting the project oh, spun up here? You know, when you take a look at the combination between well database and combo curve, holy smokes, Batman, that helps me out a bunch. Um, I We found that on the Oxy deal that we may have stumbled into really what Warren Buffett was looking at in the unsung part of that deal. You know, people were saying that he probably overpaid for it. Uh, found some stuff in Well Database that really was like, oh, just got to extract. That's why the airplane showed up at Warren Buffett's house. <laughs> They've got a knife to his head. Like, <laughs> I'll tell you, the feedback I got was great on that. I mean, the feedback I... was pretty clear, though. Man, they overpaid five million a stick. Woo. Just doing our map suggested. We're going to make sure everything looks good. And now we import. All right. Easy peasy data in. Let's go ahead and make our forecast. Um, what I'm excited about this one, um, Stu, is we're going to use, is I think we're going to get to use a new... And let me see. Yep, I'm correct. We're going to be able to get to use the proximity forecast in combo curve, which is, I think, one of the coolest pieces of, of tech within this software. So as you can see, we were right, Stu. Remember, as I told you, there's some wells in, in 2021 that got turned on. There were some wells in 2023. And I'm going to assume there's some legacy vintage um, 2015 well. Here we go. There was one that was turned on in 2022. And we have another 2022. So you've got that little batch of wells um, that came on right there. So now the issue is these new wells that just got turned on. We've only got two months of production data. Not going to be sure this forecast is going to be great, but let's go ahead and run the forecast and let's see what happens here. But I, you know, the, the these other wells that have much more pronounced production and again, you know, I'm, most res, uh, reservoir engineers or, or people that do forecasting have their own, what I would call, you know, finger in the air. Some people like to see 90 days, which would be three months of data. Some people might even like to see six months before they really like to fit a curve. Now, in our case, we don't have the luxury to do that. We all of a sudden just boom, get these curves right here. They could be good. They could be bad, but let's go ahead and see if we can refine them a little bit more. So how do we do a proximity forecast? First, you got to add all your wells to the editing bucket. So you hit edit, go hit add all wells, and we're just going to, in this point, add all wells. And now we come over to a new tool that we haven't hit you know, uh, before. It's called the editing bucket. So hit editing right here, and now all of your different wells are going to show up. And this is a way for you to refine your forecast on an individual basis. You know, last time we looked at the diagnostics tool, easy way to filter down into individual wells. Well, once you found those wells that were say out of you know uh out of your bandwidth well now we can throw them in the editing bucket and work with it but let's go ahead and find the wells that were just turned on i think it was the bloodstone one and two yeah right here okay so we've got this little button right here that says run proximity okay so let's go ahead and click that it's going to pop up this new th this this new um formula right here or this new um 
box right here. What's it going to do? It's going to allow us to select some forecasts to use. It's going to give us a proximity option and it's going to add a criteria. What does this mean? This says, okay, if you're, if, if you're not comfortable with the underlying data on this well, or there's not enough data for you to confidently fit a curve, let's go and find other common wells that fit a set of criteria defined by me and you and say, let's use that data instead of the data we have to help us normalize, okay? So what do we want to do right here? We want to use all of the wells. You know, we go back to, to well database here. Let's go ahead and look at our, the, we've got the list of wells here. Let's go look at some of the analytics here and see if we can find, I want to look at the formation. Are these all Eagleford? Now, I don't want to necessarily say, yep, we've got Eagleford and we've got a few unknown. Let's see here. I don't want to do completion formation, primary formation. Yeah, these are all Eagleford. So let's go ahead and just say, okay, let's assume that, all of these are in the t form the same formation. What, right. So now, what's combo curve going to do? It's going to go find the target formation, which are going to be the same, and it's going to grab all of the welds. So let's say FEX proximity wells. Ah, look what it did. It found uh. seven wells that met this criteria, okay? Now what we can do is we can look at our normalization chart. Looks like we've got some data here that didn't quite pull over. You know, if, if, if we were being a little bit more refined, we'd go back into these wells and, and maybe add some of that perf lateral length data so that we could fit it. But right now we've got four wells here that we can fit to a normalization chart. We'll come over here to normalize. We'll do a one-to-one -one fit EUR to perf lateral length. We'll go ahead and normalize that data. We see average EUR of about 318,000 barrels. Now what we do is let's go ahead and fit this data using our classic exponential incline ARPs to eventual modified ARPs. You know, uh, the, you know the, this is kind of our base set here. We'll go ahead and run this, and look what's happened. Look over here, Stu. We now, proximity wells, if we put this down, we now have the type curves right here. We have all of the different type curves that make up the proximity wells. And what can we do down here? We can choose which to apply. We're going to go ahead and say best fit. We're going to apply and save. And now we fit a more accurate type curve. And look, that type curve now has gone down a little bit. We're now actually a little bit lower. We were originally at 500 and something thousand. Now it's at 3, 311. We've now brought that forecast down to be a little bit more accurate by using the proximity, well, the wells around it, the actual offset data set wells. And it's the same thing we can do here. Okay. This, and this may be a good curve, who knows, but let's go through the same process. We'll go to our form. Let's kick this out a little bit. We want to go target formation. We're going to go fetch those wells. We've now found them. We want to normalize them using a one-to-one -one EUR per, uh, by perf lateral length. Target PNL is a little bit lower. Interesting. Okay. So what's that mean? We know that this bloodstone two has a smaller perf lateral length, which is why we want to use a one-to-one -one ratio because it's going to constrain that EUR a little bit. Okay. What is it at? It was at right now is at 221. When we go fit our curve to it, let's see what it says. So we're running here. We'll go apply and save. And now it's it's gone up a little bit. See, the power of the proximity well is it makes it much more accurate. So when in one, in one well's case, we've constrained it a little bit because we said, ah, this early time forecast or this early time date is probably higher, is most likely on the, the P10 to P5 range of where the well will probably do. And since we're not confident in that data, let's constrain it a bit. The same can happen on the other end. Hey, we feel like this well is underperforming relative to where it may end up and the proximity wells around it. Now, you can get yourself in a proximity, what I would call... Um 
um, you know, purgatory of just keep doing this and doing this. But the key of what this tool allows us to do is now for the two wells that we don't have confident enough or enough data to feel like to accurately forecast, this allows us to now get a much more accurate forecast for each of those wells and hopefully is going to hone in the number so that we don't end up overpaying on these well on these minerals that's the last thing we want to do Stu. especially on a minerals deal you're talking about ever especially on a thirty three thousand dollars a month every hundred bucks matters and if you the more accurate you can be the more honed in you can be is going to make it much more efficient here so now we can go back and look at our forecast we feel like we've got much better and more aligned forecast look how close these are now you know 338 um, and 311 for the EURs versus I think they were 500 and 200 now right. this, again it's constrained us a little more we love that love now it. We get to come over here and we get to add our scenario. We'll call this um, minerals caddo deal. You know what I like, David, uh, you know, about doing these kind of things, Michael, is the fact that I always ask you on deals, yes or no. I like going through this longer step as an executive looking at this and understanding more about it. You're doing great explaining it. Yeah, well, um, hopefully, um, hopefully. Um, so we'll go ahead and 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 assume this thing's going to close February 2022. I don't really care, uh, but key is we want to get this as always. We want to get this into um, units that we care about. I need to figure out how to set the standard ones there. So we're going to go ahead and use this model. Um, February 2022. And now this is classic. The beautiful part about minerals deal is we have to worry about a lot less. Um, we don't have to worry about expenses. We don't have to worry about CapEx. We just got to worry about our dates and our ownership. Okay. And remember the trick, we've got to, uh, just add a, uh, um, add a base model in here and then we will export and do, do the fancy stuff. Okay. So we'll use that model dates. We want to put this guy at February. Uh, we got to put it at February, Feb 2024. Um, save as use model. We don't need a CapEx pricing. And again, this is where we could run multiple different pricings. I think in a later video, we're going to talk about combos. Ooh, interesting. What's a combo? A combo is, um, something that uh, um, can kind of allow us to run multiple different scenarios at the same time. Probably what you'd want to do for this, because we're going to run it at strip price, probably would want to run this at a few different price decks, but let's go ahead and take strip price right now to begin with. Uh, I don't see any NGLs on this, so we're going to go ahead and assume that's not the case. Save as um, differentials. They're Gulf Coast, so we actually do get a little bit of uh, uh, Gulf Coast differential. I actually want to remove this. Sorry, um, remove selected rows. We actually do have some Gulf Coast, um, so we're gonna go hit the Houston um, Gulf Coast uh, differentials, which actually you get about a dollar to two dollar premium um, for Gulf Coast oil, which is really nice actually. Um, so we'll call this Gulf Coast. Diff. We like that Eagleford. Um, mm -hmm. They get a little bit of a premium down there. Uh, stream properties. I didn't see anything there. Um, the the real question is, what's their takeaway capacity, Stu? Are are and in terms of of shrinkage, you know, we're we gonna say they're getting. You know, we we can either cap this if we do. We can either add, in my opinion, a shrinkage factor. And, and I don't know if if royalty owners, you you do get paid on shrinkage. I'm sorry, but. Well, you know, it's a good thing we're not talking like Seinfeld. <laughs> you said shrinkage. 
<laughs> yeah. So we're gonna go ahead and uh, um, I'm funny. You, you're hilarious. Um, let's go ahead and remove selected lows. Let's go ahead and just add it um, as uh, as as gas shrinkage. We'll go ahead and say that it goes through. We'll say twenty five percent. That seems to be. Um, That'll be okay. That'll be okay for us. There's probably a little bit of an MCF differential, but you know we can harp on that later. I just assume there's some there's some gas being lost in the pipelines. So we've got our differentials in there. Um, pr- uh, production taxes. Unfortunately, you still got to pay your taxes even if you're a minerals dealer. Um, these are Texas, so we got to go find our Texas taxes. Uncle Sam will always get there, Stu. Even if even if you're a mineral even if you're a minerals interest. That's still at you. But that's why you invest in other uh, tax benefited investments to offset your income tax. Absolutely. Um, So now we just need to do our fancy export and get um, get our uh, our working interest and that royalty interest in there. Um, You've all seen this before, so we'll probably speed this along. All right. Um, one thing to remember, guys, when you put this on here, um, you know, well list, they give it to you um, in decimal. It needs to be in percentage form. This will trip people up a lot, okay? Make make sure you're in percentage form and not decimal form. Most minerals deals, because they're so small, give you decimal form so it's accurate. You need to make sure you convert that, aka multiplying by 100. No, not to say the obvious, but multiply by 100, get that thing into a percentage. That's all I'm saying. Bing, bada boom, it worked. Um, so now I like to go check. Let's see if everything's pulling. Oh, it's not working. Why? I forgot to apply a forecast. I do that all the time. So this is why you go ahead and do this. Go ahead and give it a thing. Aha, it's working. We got a one-liner. We got a one-liner. Nice. We got a one-liner. We got a one-liner. All right. Now what we're going to do is we're going to run the scenario, and let's see what it looks like. But let's key. Let's dump this into our cash flow model, and let's, let, let's do a little explanation. Go back to our analysis, our nice little cash flow template. You'll notice there's a blank tab that's called CF. Just all you got to do is a little control V. And now, now we look on the analysis page. Oh, wow. Oh, it's no. It's there. Hey, we're giving this one away, right? So you drop that in here, and now we go over to our cash flow and it works, Stu. And again, this is taking that export scenario and just giving us the, the things we care about. Received oil price, received gas price, net volumes. Not that much, Stu. You're getting 470 barrels net over the life of this whole thing. So, I mean, let's let's be very clear. This is a small sliver. You're only getting about 5 million cubic feet of gas. You get no NGLs. Um, your, your, your net daily stream is, is, is pretty low. You're getting about half a barrel a day. Hey, some people are into that, though. Net revenues. Here we go. About 50K of net revenue, 40,000 of EBITDA over the life. Total net cash flow, about 41,000. But here we go. Here's our NPV 10 and our next 
72-month cash flow. All right, so what's the reserve again, Stu? Let's go back over to EnergyNet. Right. The reserve's 35000 Ooh, that's tough. Again, the MPV 10's only 23000 Now, what does right. that mean? Okay, that means in our opinion, this thing at maximum is worth $23,000. And if it's below the 35000 reserve price, what do we do? Swipe! Next deal. That's how quickly you should and need to be evaluating some of these minerals deals because there's thousands of them out there. You know, it's it's like bidding on uh, on uh, any publicly available deal. If there's any arbitrage in it, it's going to get swooped up quickly. Which means, you know, what's the most likely case? In my opinion, the person who buys this deal is overpaying for it. Because if they hit this starting bid, they're probably a little high. Now, you could come in and argue and say, hey, we don't think your your curves are right. Hey, we actually think there's some upside, some new permits are going to be drilled. All right, well, let's you know talk to me about them then. But if we're just valuing the seven well PDP, what would we do, Stu? Swipe, next deal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but... This and, and as we go through these, you know, this deal spotlight more and more, we're going to make this cash flow model more robust. But this gives a quick high level snapshot. Boom. Everything we need to know. Move on. Is this a good deal or not? Swipe. Next. Next. We love it. So that concludes this quick one, guys. We, we you know, um, we're, we're queuing up a few of the, the, the larger deals to throw in the hopper here, but uh, really appreciate you guys checking us out. Deal Spotlight. Um, for all you degenerate minerals traders, here you go, guys. Oh, yeah. And we appreciate everybody's feedback on our other ones. And we got some really, really cool ones coming up, especially at NAPE. NAPE's going to be fun. All right. See you next time, guys.